0: Welcome to the What The Real podcast. Today, me and my co-host will be talking about the 2020 movie, The Way Back. Joining me tonight, we have Austin Estrada. Hello, hello. And Mr. Susie Center.
1: What up? How are you guys doing? Another day in Corona.
0: Right. Yep. So as we continue, to kind of not have any movies coming out. We are going back, way back, and, and revisiting, uh-huh. so...
1: I see what you did there, sir.
0: (laughs) I wrote that last night at midnight and I knew I stayed up all night working on that. Um, So, yeah, as I said, we'll be talking about uh, The Way Back from 2020, directed by Gavin O'Connor and starring Ben Affleck, Al Madrigal, Janina Gavin Carr, and Michaela Watkins amongst the a great cast of uh, young actors as well, and we'll get into that in a little bit. So how about you give us a little summary of the movie, Chewie?
1: So we have, uh, back in high school, uh, Jack Cunningham, played by Ben Affleck, uh, had everything going for him. Uh, he was a basketball phenom. Um, he could have punched his ticket to college or even gone to the pros, uh, but instead he chose to walk away from the game, forfeiting his future. Jack's glory days are long gone, but as it turns out, not forgotten. Years later, he gets a chance to take back his life when he is asked to coach the struggling basketball team at his alma mater. Jack reluctantly accepts, surprising no one more than himself, and as the boys start to come together as a team and win, he may get his last shot at redemption.
0: Great. Um, So as we get into this, you know, one of the things we like to talk about, impressions of the movie and how we watched it and all that stuff. Um, but I'll jump in real quick because I think you guys watched it more recently than I did. Um, I watched this movie. This was the last movie I watched at the theater before we went into quarantine. Uh, I went to the theater, uh, to the Alamo Draft house with my brother. And this movie kind of checked a few boxes of, of things I like in my movies. Uh, we got Ben Affleck. Uh, we got a sports movie. Uh, that's about it. The, those two boxes,
2: <laughs> all the boxes,
0: but all as, the two. As we'll dive into the movie, you'll see that there's a lot more, a lot more to this movie than I. It seemed to me like it was gonna be in the in the vein of like We Are Marshall or, um. Hoosiers or something like that, just a good feel good. Redemption basketball. Like it's about the sport and all that stuff. But uh I think this movie has a few more layers that we can peel back. Um but how do when did you, when did you guys watch this movie?
2: I uh, watched this uh last night or the night before. Um no yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Um I I enjoyed it. I liked it, uh like you said. I mean, Ben Affleck, I typically enjoy his performances. I'm pretty powerful. Um, outside of a couple of things here and there, uh, I enjoyed the the movie. So.
0: Cool. Joey?
1: Yeah, I I ended up watching it. Well, I watched it yesterday just to refresh. It was my second time. I actually ended up watching it, I think, probably end end of March or so, probably about a couple of weeks back.
0: So when it came um, out when it first yeah, came out on digital
1: yeah kind of like when it first came out and uh but uh you know for from the get go this was definitely on my list um to go watch um not only because of Ben Affleck but be, because of Gavin O'Connor um I don't know if y'all are familiar but you know Gavin you know he's the director of The Movie Miracle and he's also the director of uh of Warrior as well so um you know he does well he does well with um, Redemption type stories and also, you know, with stories where you have to overcome something, you know, and so and then, of course, Ben Affleck has grown over the years. I mean, he's gone from comedic type persona to, you know, to this really, really good dramatic actor. And so um, I agree with uh, with Austin. I mean, I I really enjoyed it. I thought Ben did really well with performance. Um, you know, at times, at times he kind of surprised me, especially with his uh, just with his emotion, so like, you know, behind it. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I ended up watching it again, um, yesterday just for kind of just to kind of refresh, and it was as good as the first time I saw it. So,
0: yeah, I'm glad you brought up uh, the director, Gavin O'Connor, because that was the third box. I knew I had three boxes, but I don't have my notes, they're in my other laptop. Oh. <laughs> And he did The Accountant in 2016, which was one of my right. favorite movies right. of that year. Um, and then, you know, the other movies you named, Warrior Miracle, like, those are all... That was kind of the reason I, I went into this, thinking it would be, like, this, you know, the Sports Redemption movie. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, but it's good that we get something different, right? You know, because it's not just your prototypical, you know, like... uh like in the same vein of a Coach Carter or something like that, you know, it's more of him personally, yeah. like what he had to go through in his personal life.
0: Yeah, this, know, is to, more, uh, this is more, this is more, this this is more akin to like, remember the Titans where the sports part of it is just based on the setting, but obviously the movies about integration and racism and and all that stuff. Right. So I think this, this is very yeah. similar to where they use, the sport only to bring us into the world of the movie, uh, but not not to say that the sports things are are underdone. But I, you know, but yeah. we'll get into it as we get into, as we look through the through the movie. But um, yep, yep. All right, uh, Austin, you want to kick us off?
2: Sure. Um. So, uh, the beginning of the movie. So Jack Henningham is an alcoholic construction worker who is separated from his wife Angela. While at Thanksgiving dinner with his mother, his sister, Beth, and her family, Beth reveals that friends, including Angela, have expressed concern about his drinking in isolation from friends and family. The next day, Jack receives a call from Father Divine at the Catholic High School, Bishop Hayes, where he was a star basketball player and led the team to multiple championships. Father Divine asks him to step in as the school's basketball coach, as the coach current coach has suffered a heart attack. Bishop Hayes has only won one game and has not gone to the playoffs since Jack was a student. This team faces Memorial, a larger school with much more talented team. In Jack's first game as a coach, Bishop Hayes loses badly. Dan begins to notice signs of Jack's alcoholism. Angela meets with Jack and reveals that she is seeing someone new.
0: Great. Um, so so here Ben Affleck portrays Jack Cunningham. Um, and and the cast for this movie, I think I don't want to say that Ben Affleck is the only star because obviously a lot of these people work really hard, but he's the only name I can see like on the on the marquee that's like that's somebody that just brings you to a movie, right? Everybody else, as great as their performances are in this movie, you know Al Madrigal, he's more known for being a comedian and a writer and like uh, right. stuff like that. Um, What's the name of the actress that plays Janina? Uh, Janina Gavankar, G- G- Angela, I've seen her on shows like The League, uh, and that you know that's where where I know her from. And then Michaela Watkins as well from TV shows. Um, I think it's uh, she's on CBS as the Unicorn currently, as uh, one of the one of the lead cast members there. So I was very surprised to see how little, how small of a cast they could used to tell tell this story.
1: Well, and I think, I think all of that was out of necessity because, you know, the impact that Jack Cunningham needed to have in the movie, you kind of keep everybody. And again, this is not a knock on everybody else. This is just more so to allow Ben to shine even further, you know, through the film and uh, which, of course, he did with with Flying Colors. Uh, you know, in that first act where, you know, we see him, I don't even think he says a single, I don't even think there's a single word said until like five minutes into the film. Cause it's like, all you see is just him drinking. He's at construction, goes back. It's just a bunch of scenes where you just see him kind of his daily routine. He's at the bar, mm-hmm. leaves the bar, goes back to his home, everything like that. I think, you know, the first words that are said is when he actually gets, or what he's buying, the alcohol, when he's buying the liquor, and he has, yeah. like, a huge box full of liquor. And so, uh, you know, that just kind of sets the tone where it's like, dude, this guy's, like, in the depths. You know, yeah. and he's definitely gonna have to, like, overcome all of that. So... We but, uh, yeah, I think this
2: uh, is another one of those films where, where, without saying much, um, I can't remember where the last movie was that we talked about it, but... Where they set up everything without having to show you everything. You can see the pain that he's already gone through. Um, you know, reaching behind to open up a beer can to pour it into another cup so he can drink while driving. Like all those little subtleties, just says everything you need to without specifically saying what happened or occurred or anything like that. So,
1: right. And I think um, I think the movie I think the movie you're referencing is The Invisible Man. Yep. Yeah. Kind of the beginning where nothing was said. It was just all. It was just all shots here and there kind of setting, kind of setting the tone, you know, and then and then, of course, we get uh, like Act One says, you know, we, you know, the father, father ends up calling him. And so um, then you have the other layer, which is the religious undertone, you know, in regards to and, you know, you go back to the title right the way back, you know, and religion is real key in this movie as far as. You know, whether you believe in it or not, you know, there's kind of that other power, right? That's kind of just gives you that hope and gives you that strength to kind of persevere and, and move forward, you know, past uh, past what you're going through. So
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I really like the, like you guys were mentioning, the whole setup. And the, the thing that, the seed that got me the most interested was that voicemail that he kept avoiding. Because he would come into his house, uh, you know, hit on his iPhone six or whatever, however all that iPhone yeah. was <laughs> Um, and I just like, you know, listen to the message and we, we know he's got an important message that he seems to be avoiding. Uh, you know, all this time I thought it was going to be related to the school or something like that. Uh, but, but we've, you know, we find that later on that it's, it's for something else. Um. Yeah, it's just the other thing that really got me was the makeup in this movie. If you look at Ben Affleck, he looked, you know, when 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 you see somebody that's been drinking a lot, how they get puffy and kind of reddish. Like every time in the morning, he would just get redder, and like it was something. It was I don't know. It was it was very interesting to see how they every because the camera is very much in his face all the time, uh, throughout that sequence and you know you i just sometimes when when things like that happen in movies i wonder like how much of this is ben affleck just putting on some weight for the movie how much of this is the makeup department like uh and then just the the way that it looks so real just based on like i've seen people that are drunk before i've seen people at bars like you know
2: yeah, for sure. Yeah, I,
1: yeah. I don't. Uh, go
2: ahead. Was there me. a lot of makeup? I mean, I look like if it was, it's pretty amazing. I think look, it was just mostly
1: him.
0: And sweaty all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, and I think I think the um, kind of to go and again, I'm I'm not you know what I'm about to say is gonna sound like I'm 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 knocking on him personally. Man, don't but, say it. You know, but you know, he he. I'm very surprised that he made a movie like this, considering that he also suffers from alcoholism in his own personal life. Right. You know, and uh, it kind of seems, I think that's why he had a very powerful performance as well. Cause he could connect to it personally, not the basketball stuff and being the star or whatever, but just, just having that addiction to alcohol. Right. You know, and um, you know, it, it's unfortunate, you know, we all know his struggles and, You know, the media has done its job in kind of blanketing him with, you know, with what he's been struggling with. But um, but I don't know, I think I think uh, I agree with you, Daniel, I think. But a lot of that I don't think was the studio itself. I think that it was actually him like, you know, he because he has struggled with it, you know. And he's ever since ever since his godlike form when he was in Batman Superman, where he was just completely ripped. And then he just fell off like a fell off right, a cliff.
0: Right. You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he's had he just problems. got
1: yeah, and he just got super fat and kind of just puffy and
0: well, he, like even that. then, and, like uh, we know he's got that really large tattoo on his back, which we saw a few showers scene in this movie, right? So all that stuff had to be taken out, and like I'm telling, you just the attention to detail and, and those kind of things yeah. is what yeah. sometimes amazes me. the The sequence of him going to beer can after beer can. Until it's like we see that it's f- like a whole rack is full of beer, and he just goes through it like.
1: Yeah, that was man. That, I, I think that was a forty-eight. That was forty-eight beers. I, I I tried to count, but that it looked like it was about forty beers.
0: That's I'm that not, big box of pads you well, buy was, for like ten dollars. You know,
1: <laughs> I was like, I don't know, Austin. Austin, did you were you did you happen to count? i I, I tried to count them, but I think it was close to
0: 40 beers. Austin, is, there, but, Austin has bought a case of Natty about that size at one point. <laughs>
2: uh, hey, I looked for that 99, 99 uh, can one, whatever that was.
0: What is that? The red tire? Is it a red tire that's like a real cheap two here? It was,
2: it was a PBR, I think, or something?
0: Yeah, Pabst Blue Ribbon.
1: But I think I think, I think think the best part out of Act One was kind of going back to what Austin said, where we we could feel this guy's pain without even knowing where the pain came from even though obviously we learn about it right later on yeah later yeah. on in the film but we it doesn't matter to us right cuz it's like we could just feel it we just we just know that like this guy is like he's been hit hard with like a bunch of either bad luck or something happened and it is not even mentioned until what probably like act 2 or maybe like midway yeah, through yeah act film. 2
0: I think it's- Oh, is it two? It should be in the active part.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I just think they did real well with that, and And I think that's credit, that's kudos to Ben.
0: And when he goes home for when he goes home for Thanksgiving, like we as an audience understand that shit's gonna go badly there. As much as we want it, I just, I mean, he stops by the liquor store to buy a box full of liquor for for Thanksgiving. He's that guy that that shows up. He shows up to Thanksgiving. That means he's got a plan. Oh yeah. yeah uh and then you know hindsight now that we know about the movie his nephews and his ne- nephew and niece are there uh but his sister like they all kind of his family although they want him around and they want to connect they do have some like it's criticism that uh, you know for his life for his choices uh and you know we know that that can go very wrong especially in a stressful situation like thanksgiving yeah for sure no, I think the, the scene where he's talking to his sister and he just smacks the, the beer, the beer, can. In, the beer yeah. can, like, you know, like you that th- things like that are shocking because you're like, oh, like is this about to get real violent or you know how far are they going to push this?
1: Right, but that's the tr- but that's the unfortunate truth about the situation, right? Because it's like you know I, uh, you know, kind of, you know, there's two there's two alcoholics in my family. You know, one already passed on but you know when he was alive it was kind of the same thing you know he you know my uncle is the nicest dude in the world but man when when it came to alcohol I just complete 180 right it's like Mm -hmm. snap for anything you know and it's um you know that scene right there kind of reminded me of like of that and then also again kudos to Ben kind of just bringing that out you know and making that impact because you know without that you kind of just don't it's kind of just another movie right?
0: Very yeah, nice. it's so this was just kind of the first step towards that little the the few more real, real and darker themes of this movie that you don't expect to get in like a your run of the mill sports movie. So when that stuff started happening, I knew this was going to be a little bit different. Uh, and and as we'll talk about in the next part of the movie, um, so you guys got anything else for this first uh, third?
2: No, the only thing I would say is this, that, you know, like, like I'll kind of mention, though, that the, to me, the sister and, and some of the family members were kind of extra hard on him, um, probably because they saw how far high, how high he was and how good he could be. And, you know, sometimes you get a little bit harder on your families when mm-hmm. when you expect more and you can you know that they're better than that, than, yeah, than what they that, do. And, and it's sad that, you know, something like the alcohol is what what pulls him down right and when you know there's more there
0: yeah there's more potential that this kind of be yeah okay great we'll, we'll move on to the next part of the movie uh Jack begins to institute uh okay so he does take the job at the Bishop Hayes like like uh mm-hmm. like you mentioned Jack begins to institute strategic changes to the team adopting a full court press defense and focus on conditioning to make up for the team's relative lack of size, and talent. We didn't really talk much about the team, but we'll get into it in this part. Uh, the team is initially annoyed by the stricter practices of Jack's aggressive attitude, but soon grow to respect them. Jack's changes result in a close game, and as he draws up to draws up a plate that allows Brandon to pass to a teammate for the game-winning shot, the team continues to succeed, and Jack develops a bond with his players. His drinking decreases, He begins to spend more time with his family and friends. Jack and Angela then attend a birthday party for David, the son of Jack and Angela's friend Miguel. It is revealed that Jack and Angela had a son, Michael, who died from cancer. David and Michael were in the hospital together. David is now in remission. Uh, With Bishop Hayes needing just one win to make the playoffs, they give up a fourth-quarter lead to an inferior team, and while protesting a call, Jack is ejected. Bishop Hayes loses the game, and their final game of the season is a rematch with Memorial. At the game, Memorial jumps out to an early lead, but Bishop Hayes gradually mounts a comeback. On the final play, Jack draws up a play for Brandon to pass out for an open shot, but reconsiders telling Brandon to take the shot himself. Brandon makes the game-winning shot, and Bishop Hayes takes the win. All right, so that was a lot. So let's start. Uh, let's start with the, the basketball team that we kind of we kind of overlooked that piece of it in the in the first part of the, the discussion. Um, but this is this this is a part that's more typical to the sports movie where the new coach comes in. You know, you got your coach Carter. You remember the Titans? Like, new coach comes in. He does things his own way. Nobody likes change, and the you know the team rebels. Um, this team is a little peculiar, though. <laughs> There's really not a lot of extra people on the team that you know. There's not a lot of. Uh, I think they have like six starters and then they got a few replacements. But I mean, that's really not enough for a basketball team.
2: Uh, ten players.
0: Not that I'm a basketball authority or any or any of this. I think uh, I'll defer to Chewy and Austin for that. <laughs> but, yeah,
2: they had uh, they had mentioned that they only had ten players, and they were talking about before that they had only they had actually had. Um, upwards of a uh, hundred people try out when um, Jack was in school um yeah definitely the some of the characters that stood out was Marcus Marcus rebelling just immediately pushing back on on Jack and and you know saying screw off essentially yeah, uh, yeah. multiple times um and then I really liked uh, Brandon Wilson's performance as Brandon Durrett so the point guard yeah and i liked how how he kind of connected with him and was able to um uh kind of see what i saw was he saw himself in in brandon and kind of pushed him pushed him and wanted him to um excel and and be better and um, saw some of the struggles he had with his dad like yeah. he did so um i honestly he's probably one of my my favorite parts in the movie was brandon um,
0: and yeah, he felt, he's, he's he felt like grow. it was kind of like a, a mirror of himself a little bit, you know, a tough For relationship sure. with his dad, uh, wasted potential. All right, now we can uh, move on to Chewy. What did you think about the basketball team and all that, their relationship? Uh,
1: I thought the relationship was um, was really well done, especially, um, I believe it was Brandon, right? Brandon was the, the best player on the team. Um, it was kind of great that they flushed out the parallel between Brandon and his father and Jack and Jack telling Brandon about his relationship with, with, with his father. Right. Um, you know, Cause I think, uh, I think they were in the truck and Brandon asked him, he like, Hey, like my dad told me that you had a full ride to to Kansas. Like what, like what happened? And so Ben Affleck ends up kind of telling him the story that, the reason why he played basketball so hard and did so well was how to kind of get the attention of his father. But he found out that, like, the only attention, the only, the only reason why his father was giving him attention was because of the basketball, not necessarily him being well at it. You know, kind of a meal ticket, quote unquote, to kind of get out of, you know, their situation. Right. So right. you kind of. You kind of juxtapose that to Brandon's relationship with his father where his father says, screw basketball, man. Like you got to work on your studies and, you know, yeah, I know you're good and all that, but, you know, I want you to be more than basketball. And he, and he shares that too, when he meets him at the fish market, he meets Brandon's dad at the fish market and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I want my son to be more than a basketball player,
0: you yeah. know, and not
1: end up like me or you.
0: Once basketball is done, like it, it it abandons you, right? Pretty much, so yeah, yeah. So, right. uh, and then we get to the other part, the part that I was not expecting from this movie, and and you guys can tell me, is this something you saw coming? Uh, so, we find out that the reason why uh, Jack is so depressed, and and possibly you know the reason for his alcoholism is that uh, his son died of cancer. Uh, and and the, the call that he had been avoiding was an invitation to to a party for one of the kids that his son befriended while they were being treated at the hospital uh you know kind of like maybe like a parent support group and stuff like that and man I was like this movie just took another step in a direction that I was not ready to follow uh, but so give me some of that I mean just let's just talk about that.
2: Yeah, that was, I uh, definitely saw that kind of coming, kind of going back to the pain that you see, um, to me, like a lot of times that's caused by, you know, some type of um, strong relationship, and a lot of times in these kind of situations, to break up a marriage and to be like that, it's typically um, due to a kid. So, something that's that's powerful enough to, to take you out of everything, even stuff that you love. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I definitely saw that coming, especially with, um, it, it seemed like he still had a semi-decent relationship with um, his ex-wife. So, and there was tension there, but still there was, you know, you could still see that there was some care there still. So, um, definitely kind of anticipated that.
1: Yeah, um, I agree with Austin. I I sort of expected, so, there was something deeper, right? Like we knew, we knew it couldn't just be the marriage or the separation or anything like that. You know, to get somebody so involved in in being an alcoholic and being so depressed and being so down. So, um, however, the cancer man, that was just a that's just a bad beat, right? It's kind of like you know the the movie ends up picking something where again the religious undertone and kind of what you believe it's questioned right it's uh it's rival in regards to kind of like why you know why me you know why my son why you end up asking all these questions and so it's uh yeah it was it, it, and so it all makes sense now why he's just so so torn apart because there was nothing that he could do you know I mean, this is this is a little bit of a stretch, and I'll allow y'all to to kind of comment on it. But it it you Jack or Ben Affleck's character was so in control, you know, like especially in sports, especially when you're the best player, you know, you're you're so in control of the situation and kind of the outcome that, like, when something hits you like this, like cancer or something, where you just you have no idea how to to play it, how to defend it, how to Kind of just go through it. Um, it just it just destroys you. And so I thought there was a, a slight parallel there. Maybe maybe it's a stretch, maybe not. Uh, but um, but yeah, it was just, it's just a bad beat, and it just all makes sense why like he's just drinking away his life pretty much, and he pretty much doesn't want to live anymore.
0: So. Well, I've never been the best at sports, so I don't know what that's like. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean it, it, we can see. Up until this point, I really thought a lot of that stuff came from uh, the separation from his wife, uh, but but yeah, I mean, you know, once that hit, that like I said, it moved the movie to a whole different different level for me. Uh, and it, it it this is the turning point of the movie, right? Because shit goes downhill from here very quickly for Jack, uh, for all his relationships, all the progress that we've seen him do, and uh, in this in this movie that we we feel it's about redemption and it is at some point but this we weren't there yet we weren't at the point of redemption yet um yeah. we we can talk about the last part of the game in in act 3 because it's all kind of related to the last part of it so joe if you want to walk us through what happened at the at the at the last part of it and then we'll just kind of wrap up there
1: so later jack receives a call from angela telling him david's in the hospital while visiting jack and angela over here a doctor informing david's parents His cancer has returned. The sight of their grief disturbs Jack, who leaves the house and returns to his regular bar, where he begins to drink again. The following morning, Jack arrives to practice late and still drunk, Dan informs Father Divine, who fires Jack. Jack resumes drinking heavily. Jack rear-ends a boat. The woman flees, telling him to enter her house through the back. Jack accidentally enters the wrong house, where he is confronted by its occupants. He is pushed down the front steps of the house and is knocked unconscious. He awakens in the hospital, where he is met by his family, who demand he get help. Jack begins to attend therapy and starts to open up about his son's death. The Bishop Hayes team dedicates their first playoff game to Jack.
0: All right, so let's uh let's start with let's wrap up the team the stuff with the basketball team and in in their arc. So we see they they make the playoffs, they beat their rivals. I think that's that's part of the. The movie trope that we were all expecting, right? That they'll, right? Not, I don't know that we were expecting them to win the whole championship or whatever. The, but at least yeah, no, that, they
1: just they basically just made it to the
0: playoffs. They set up that first match against uh, what's that school Memorial, and then they and then the only way for them to get to the playoffs is beating Memorial again, and then we don't at that point we don't even really care about the it's not even about the game anymore, right? It's just about the kids being able to grow and succeed. Uh, All the changes between uh, mainly Brandon. I think he was the one that the movie kind of picked as our protagonist on the team, if you want to call it that.
2: I think it it was good because you saw the full circle. And like you said, it's not so much about the basketball game. It was that um, before they were just kind of cocky. You know, they're just out there having fun didn't really believe themselves on the basketball court as much. Um, and then to go from that to this last game where they everything started going downhill, they could have easily just given up and fallen back on to what they used to do, but they pushed through and confidence and willed themselves to the win. And then not only the parallel between the two Memorial games, but then you have parallel where it's essentially the same play from Brandon passing up the final shot to saying, you know what? I'm taking this game over. This is my time. I'm going to take that last shot. He changes the play. He does an isolation and then pulls up and, and drains it for the win. Um, So I I definitely enjoyed the parallel for the, for that basketball. Like you said, much more than just, just that one game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you' talking about these kids and their confidence, but that one kid had three girlfriends, so you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah got but for it. But,
1: as, but as we as 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 we know, and Austin can say this it, like, girls are distraction in sports. That's it. They're a distraction. They're not. They're they're not helpful whatsoever. They're a distraction.
0: And then you so, got Marcus. But
2: that's, it, that was all like superficial stuff, though, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like it's, yeah, they were. They had the confidence. Uh, like the swag i guess but when it came down to like actual confidence in themselves internally they did lacked it at the beginning whereas at the end that they pulled together and it was internally themselves that got them over that hump and their will and their yeah. their willingness to push
0: yeah
1: and it's a good and it's a good segue to what we're about to talk about in act three where because again you know in this time around, in order to be helped, you gotta want help, right? Or you gotta want, you gotta want to be better or change your ways, right? So Brandon taking it upon himself to, you know, because even though even though Ben Affleck's character went to him, and he's like Brandon, I want you to, I want you, you know, screw the past, I want you to take the shot. But before he even finishes that sentence, Brandon's like, dude, I got a coach. I'll take it from here. You know, like, like I got you. You know, and so. It kind of it kind of goes
0: yeah
1: right. So it kind of goes to where Ben Affleck is now going where, um, you know, as we read in Act Three, where he starts to open up about his son, he starts to open up to his to his wife or his his strange wife or I don't know what you call it when you're separated, mm-hmm. but um, uh, you know, and just kind of just apologizing for everything that he's done wrong in his eyes and that he needs help. And kind of we just start seeing him accepting his faults, kind of just how Brandon did, kind of accepting that he was a little too shy and kind of just changed his motivation. Same thing for Ben's character, kind of just accepting that, hey, you know, with a little bit of perseverance and me changing my ways, I can definitely get better. So.
2: And so so that kind of, slightly mentioned it at the beginning, this, this whole part is kind of where I thought the film lacked because it kind of glosses over and quickly goes through um, him falling, him uh, going into a rehab center, which they don't necessarily strictly say, you just get that feeling, and then him going it just cuts to him talking to um, uh, a therapist, and then through his rehab process, having to reach out to somebody that he's wronged and kind of express and take ownership for his his actions instead of saying that, you know, uh, it was because of his kid's death and taking it out of his hands, he's taking ownership. Um, I kind of wish they kind of lingered on that a little bit and kind of showed that a little bit more because I think that that could have been a bigger statement, um, kind of that where... In contrast, where we said like at the beginning of the movie, they glossed over stuff really quickly, but you you understood all the pain and everything. Whereas here, it it took me a second to realize, oh, this is what's going on. Like that would have been cool to see him go through go through that a little bit longer, other than probably like five minute little period where he essentially rehabbed himself. Um,
0: Yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you bring that up, and because. All this stuff that happens with, you know, the meeting, I mean, he's he's driving drunk, he's going into people's houses. Like, I felt that was the part of the movie that kind of left me a little bit disappointed too. the like just the, the wrap up of everything, because I felt like there were no real consequences to anything that happened. Yeah, for sure. You know, we were we were really invested in this whole arc. And yes, I think there is growth. And I guess it is—it is nice to see that it doesn't all have to end in tragedy and, and all that. But yeah, I just felt like there was—they could have pushed it a little bit further. I mean, you know, there was really no—yeah, there's just no consequence to everything that just everything that we just watched. There's no consequence for Jack. Uh, yeah, you don't
2: see him get arrested exactly. or F- any of that portion. You assume that happened. Yeah. But that's just all, like I said, just glossed over and just.
0: I, I wish we had seen maybe a police at least on the way. That like when he's knocked out, just see the sirens coming or something. Uh, maybe he was handcuffed to the bed. Just anything to tell me that there were there was more to just him being like. That's a lot of crimes. I'm like I don't know. Yeah, if...
2: hit and run, damage yeah. to property, breaking and
0: entering. Yeah, public anti- yeah. like, intoxication. In public
1: intoxication. Yeah. I think uh, all of y'all's points are valid. I mean, if they would have, if they would have talked about it more or kind of gave some consequences, I would have been fine with it. I was fine with the way it was because you know it's, it was, it was a small town, or it was everybody knew who he was. So, I mean, so it's like, if you were to think about it, and it, you know, if the cops were to show up or anything like that, yeah, I mean more more than likely they give him a slap on the wrist or take him to rehab because everybody knows what he's gone through um and so it's kind of you know I, I'm good without it but if they would have put it in there it would have been fine either way so I agree with both. You know? so it's not I mean but to me it was to me it wasn't lacking it just it, it could have done it either way so um, yeah it, I just I feel you know but Mean to to kind of put more consequence on this guy. I think he probably would have. He probably would have broke even more, and I don't know. I would have killed himself or so. Because if you really think about it, right? If you get down to the to the root to the root of it, he's lost. He he's lost the two the two things in his his Love. He's lost, which is basketball and his son. You know, and it's like, like damn, dude. You know, like like how much more? Like like how much more? to
0: lose. I just feel like or... in, in, in the real world that's not a get out of jail free card and that's the only thing like I said I, di- I didn't want him to end up in jail I just want to know that that's part of what he went through to get to this point of like maybe he got like you see him in court getting rehab appointed to him or something just exactly. one more yeah. one extra scene to tell yeah. me yeah, yeah, you know because it feels like yeah my family has money so we got into this hospital and we sent him to rehab because we can like you know we have the means to do that which it's not relatable as you know
1: actually it is in the real world when you have money and you do have access to well
0: that's what i'm saying but like
1: that, that is i mean that that, that is really that, that's up, that, up until
0: this that, point yeah
1: but but yeah, i feel works.
2: like this this yeah. story this the whole story was trying to say something right mm-hmm. and that's not the story that it wants to tell i don't think it wants to try to say privilege it's trying to Right. show somebody hurt, fall down, and that like you can pick yourself up and and get through it. you can get yeah. through through even a death of a child, you can get through it right I, and like there's just there's just just with a little bit more they could have done so much more with made that more more impactful, right It's just it's just like oh, oh, or 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 don't make it his his um his fall right there. don't have him drink drunk driving into a car and then you could have it something else.
0: You can have the woman driving and then he was just along for the ride. Maybe. And then that, maybe that explains the breaking and entering that, like that's not that big a deal in the big scheme of things, but he, you know, drunk driving, hitting a car, like all that stuff. I feel, yeah. (laughs) But, but I'm glad, I'm glad that the, the, obviously it's nice to have a positive message. You know, the basketball team, uh, Brandon's dad showed up, you know, they were in the playoffs. Like that's all, it's all feel good stuff. Uh, even him picking up a basketball at the end, it's really like yeah. it's a it's a good message. It's just a little bit of disconnect at the end, that that kind of threw me for a loop. But overall, and we'll just use this as our, as our segue for our overall thoughts. Like I enjoyed the movie. I think Ben Affleck did a great performance. Every, Al Madrigal too is the Dan. He's the the math mm-hmm. slash assistant coach. He was great. Uh, I didn't. I didn't remember it was him until I looked up. Like that dude looks really familiar. So
2: yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely. I like I said, I really enjoyed this movie. Other than that small portion, Um, and that's definitely something easily overlooked. I just thought it was a misstep that could have been something even more and just even elevated it that much. Um, uh, Like I said before, the uh, Brandon is story is probably the one that I liked the most, obviously other than Ben, but like he drew me in definitely into this story and mm-hmm. actually cared. Um and yeah, I just I just really liked how it came full circle and and um the fact that he lost his job and they didn't give him a second chance I thought was was kind of cool. I kind of expected them to say, oh, okay, I'll let you finish this last one, but no. They they stuck to to the rules. I
1: didn't <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. That's I mean that's why I'm like I I really really liked that they, they kinda went there, um and and didn't let him come back and then you know, this he still has this great bond with the players and they went out and they win that one extra game for him and you know, um I, I kind of read it as they, they knew what happened to him that he was in rehab trying to better himself so they were doing it for him. They didn't really um Explicitly say that, but that's kind of um, uh, what I thought. So yeah,
0: um, all
1: right. Yeah, I got the yeah, and I, and and I got the same meaning as well. So as far as you know, more than likely they probably read about his rehab or anything like that. So they kind of dedicated the game, the game, you know, to him.
0: I mean, and, and then also
1: the impact, right? Because it's like you know, you lose your son, right? So you think that you can't make an impact anymore to anyone. But he actually did to these boys, especially Brandon, who more than likely is going to end up, you know, a star or something like that. So, um, I really enjoyed the film. Again, um, I like films like these, kind of redemption and kind of going through something and stuff. Uh, I I did like that they didn't, um, they didn't take the religious side and kind of just pound it on you. Cause some movies do that. Some movies like, they'll just as like, we get it, you know, the whole higher power and whatever, but you know, it was good to kind of just have that, but you know, him persevered through his own things. I thought it was
0: really well done. Yep. So. Um, all right. So this movie and was, yeah, sorry. Kind of keep
2: into that. Also just kind of one mentioned that it's not a true story. So, um, right. It, right. But yeah, I just, I kind of had to look that up to, 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 to make sure, but because uh, they definitely make it rela- seem, but
1: still, yeah, but still relatable on. A oh, lot definitely, of life definitely, life.
2: definitely, so, definitely yeah. could be a, a real life story. Um, and it, yeah. it definitely is people's actual life stories uh, that they deal with. So we just okay. kind of bring it out there.
0: Um. All right. So, like I mentioned earlier, uh, this movie was released on March sixth of twenty twenty. Uh, the budget was twenty five million, which very small budget movie. Unfortunately for this movie, a few weeks after that, we went into quarantine and theaters closed at the box office. It only pulled 14.7 million, which is, you know, it had like one week to do all that stuff. So I hope I hope it finds a second life in the on demand video um, uh, video services, uh, because I think it's, you know, it's a, definitely it's a different movie than what we're getting. It's a good thing to watch in between all these big blockbusters, uh, and a lot of great performances. So,
2: yeah, I definitely think I I, th- I can see this definitely uh, finding a big following once it hits like a Netflix or Amazon or yeah. Hulu, I guess. So
0: they got eighty four on both ends on the Tomato Meter, both critics and audience. So it's certified fresh, uh, and it's got a sixty eight on the Meta Score on Metacritic, which that seemed, I mean, that's a little lower. I don't know, 6.8 for the user score. So they're pretty close. I mean, both audience and, and, and critics seem to be close, regardless of the, the website you're looking at. But um, all right, do you guys have any final thoughts on this? No. Go see it. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. watch yeah. you however support. you can.
2: We, we need support Ben. We need more Ben movies in our lives.
0: We also need more of these smaller movies. Uh, that yeah like you know small budget we've done two back-to-back invisible woman i mean invisible Women. <laughs> that's, up, that's next year that's next year the sequel uh, yeah so all right well we'll try to do some more movies in the future we got a few cool things lined up uh depending on when this comes out you may have already heard our extraction episode or you can Look forward to that. The end. That's a cool movie because everybody can watch it on Netflix. And until then, you know, I hope we, the world keeps moving. We'll keep making these episodes about whatever we can until we can get back to the theaters. So we hope you guys are staying safe. Uh, Top Gun should come out sometime in <laughs> somewhere. Uh, maybe Comes out we'll, next summer. Yeah, maybe next we'll summer. do the first Top Gun uh, as a throwback.
1: I had my I had my monthly rewatch. Uh the other day yeah so. i
0: got the i got the snapchat <laughs> so. well once again thanks uh to my co-host uh austin thanks for joining me chewy thank you sir thank you sir and until next time uh, keep watching movies